This is the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast, episode 160. Good day and welcome to this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. I'm your host, podcaster, and author of Fun Fantasy Reads, Jamie Davis. This podcast is exactly what the title says it is, folks. It's a show where we focus on everything to do with fantasy books, from epic fantasy to urban fantasy, swords and sorcery, space opera, military sci-fi, you name it. We bring you the best and brightest authors from all the various corners of the fantasy and sci-fi book world here on the show in each episode. Okay, to start off this week's show, I will fill you in on what I have been doing lately. I'm digging into a short story project I'm currently writing for an upcoming fantasy anthology. I should be able to finish that up this week and get it out to the editor for a real quick run through. Then I'll jump back into the Paramedic Sorceress, book nine in my Extreme Medical Services series, and I'll get that ready to send to my editor. You can check out more information about everything I'm up to, including sneak peeks of upcoming covers, special giveaways every single month, and a lot more. Visit my fan group over on Facebook, Jamie's Fun Fantasy Readers, or visit my website and blog at jamiedavisbooks.com. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, this week on the show, we have author Ann C. Miles joining us. Anne is an award-winning author, born in Chicago Heights, Illinois in 1971. She successfully avoided writing fiction for years by blogging and doing extensive journaling. However, one day she logged into a writing site and just started scribbling. She kept going and now cannot stop. Her book, Sorrowfish, was named Best Fantasy in 2019 by Indies Today. When Anne isn't working on writing, she plays violin badly and spoils her grandchildren. She's hard at work on the next book in her series, The Call of the Lorica, so check out my interview with Anne. It's coming right up. Anne C. Miles, it's great to have you here on the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Happy to be here. So why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are. I am uh, a writer. Uh, My name is Nancy Miles, of course. Um, I wrote a book called Sorrowfish, and it is a fantasy. It's now available on audiobook, which is very exciting for me. And I live in Kentucky and work here and. I'm working on my second book. And I know you, you didn't write for a long time, though you did a lot of nonfiction style writing, like journaling and, and, um, and blogging and things like that. What actually drew you into writing fiction? I started writing on Wattpad, and I found out that I couldn't stop. So I went on there just to, just to put down some thoughts that I had about my book and I kept going and I didn't honestly expect to publish or do anything like that. And, uh, I found out that I couldn't stop. I also had a client who was my editor and she really encouraged me. So she's, she's probably the reason I went ahead and published. No, that's great. And, and, you know, it's funny, my oldest daughter, who's in her mid twenties, um, is obsessed with Wattpad. And, and, um, for those that don't know what Wattpad is, it's a site where, um, 
authors at various stages of their their writing careers or writing lives. Um, some some of them really just just um, wanting to do it as a hobby, um, share their stories um, a chapter at a time or so, and um, and people get a chance to read those stories uh, and and uh, take a look at what people have to offer. And a lot of a lot of people have started on Wattpad and, and gone on to, to great careers um, and and done a lot of great things. So, um, what was it like writing on that platform? Because you get a lot of feedback from the readers that check in with what you're doing. Yeah, it was uh, really a good thing for me. I was on there during a time when there was a book club called NBR, um, which has now gone away. But but NBR was a real encouragement to me. They they invited me to join them, and it was about a hundred of us, and they were all adults, which is different because um, Wattpad is known, of course, for a lot of young writers. Uh, these were all adults, and um, it was just a great experience. We had spotlight uh, authors, and during a spotlight, your chapters would be considered and critiqued. So I would get 100 critiques at a time on those chapters, which was really good for me. So, yeah. No, and it's interesting. You know, I, I some some people like getting critiques. Some people don't. Um, but I, I always look at anything like that as, as the type of feedback to, to make me a better writer at the end of the day. Um, you know, I always, when I, when I get books back from my editors, one of the things I always ask is give me one thing to work on in the next book. You know, what's the one thing that leapt out at you that you were correcting most in this run? And, um, that's one of the things I try to do, um, because I think it's, you know, writing is not something you just land on and do perfectly. It, it is a process as much as it is, a, a an art form. So, um, for me, that's, that's something that's very important. Yeah, I totally agree. And, um, I know that the critique I received on Wattpad was a big factor for me in, in being able to hone my skills. <laughs> so... What um tell us a little bit about the story itself um for sorrowfish um because it's it's kind of a unique um premise uh, you know someone is is in our world presumably and and is is waking up from her going to sleep at night um like she's been on a journey um she's sore she's scratched she's you know she's it's like she's lived her dreams um tell us a little bit about the story. Yeah, so the story takes place in 2001, uh, early 2001 uh, is where it opens, and Sarah is a college student at the University of Louisville um, at the Hyde Institute for the Arts, and she's a sculpting student, and when she goes to sleep, she has these really strange dreams, and at first she thinks she's sleepwalking, so she's scared that she's kind of losing her mind a little bit. Um, and as the story progresses, um, you find out that she's actually going to another world. And so the other world is called Canard, um, which is a, a private joke if you're not aware of what the word Canard means. But Canard is actually a, a tall tale, <laughs> so to speak. So, but, but that's the name of the world. And, um, 
in that world, there are a number of mythological creatures. Um, So we have gnomes and chimera. Uh, The chimera are actually uh, divided up into different sigils. Um, A sigil is like a clan. So um, they walk around in their human form most of the time, but they can actually progress and gain their wings. So uh, the sigil that we're dealing with in this book is actually one that transforms into griffins. And so the chimera are very uh, related (laughs) to the song. And the song is actually the magic system in canard. And uh, we're in a place where the song has been broken. So the the song used to be pure, and now it's got dissonance. And so only certain people can use it um, and be within the law. So and and those people are in a group called the Conclave. So that's kind of in a nutshell <laughs> uh, the story so far. Um, Sarah meets a man named Daywin, who is a wizard luthier, and he is making a lute, and that lute is forbidden. Um, But there are a group of outlaws called spinners that get instruments that can actually touch and use the song. And so he's making that lute for uh, a man named Tristan, and Tristan uh, is a bard student who finds out about the strange uh, instruments that you can get, and he decides he wants one, and he goes and looks for the the means to get one. And so through that story, they they all eventually meet up, and they have to break an ancient curse. You know, I love the idea of of music as a, a basis for a system of magic, and I I'm trying to think. I've, I've I've only run into that really one time before, and that was in Alan Dean Foster's Spell Singer series, um, where uh, you know a person from our world who liked rock music went to another world and and used his and found he could use his knowledge of music and specific songs to to cast spells and make magic work and um tell us a little bit about how the music works in tandem with the magic in your world sure um so the song is broken so there is distance and it's not as easily accessed by uh gifted people the gifted people are are called daywin and so a daywin is a Welsh word for wizard, um, but I stole it from my book. And um, <clears throat> so any daywin can reach the song uh, with the help of special flowers called tune bells and delphiniums and a few other blooms. And they crush the bloom, and when the scent or aroma reaches them, then they are strengthened to the point where they can touch the song and use it. And um, the Daywin have all been killed and hunted by the Conclave. Um, They went crazy after the breaking, 
and killed a lot of people. So um, Dane is a Daywin, but he's not insane, and he has never gone insane, and um, that has to do with his relationship with the gnomes. So um, basically, <laughs> without getting too crazy into the backstory, um, the gnomes protect him, and and their relationship with him protected him, and so that he wasn't um, insane, and he actually uh, was able to use the song. So that's that's kind of how that works. Um, the Conclave has a group within it that is able to touch and use the song as well um, with the delphiniums and, and the, <clears throat> the tune bells, and um, they're at odds, the two groups. So No, it sounds fascinating, and I know you're working on, on the second book in the series now. How's that coming? Uh, slowly. <laughs> the first book took me a long time to write. I actually had the idea in 1998, and I started writing in 2017, and I finished in 2019. So um, it took me about two years to write the first book. Um, I have... I originally was going to do three books, and now after studying Jim Butcher's live journal, <laughs> which really challenged me, um, I've decided to to break out the story into uh, smaller pieces, and so that's put me behind a little bit. But I'm about eighty thousand words in, so and the I'm probably. It's probably going to be about 120,000 words. So I'm getting there. <laughs> no, that's great. I, I'm it's glad to hear that. Um, and that's that's awesome. I'm curious, um, what about um, it, the um, I'm losing track of my thoughts here. Um, you mentioned that you play violin badly in the, in the when you filled out the form for me, and I'm curious what that means. Is this something that you came to later in life, or is it just something you you play with on occasion, and and so you're not you don't feel like you're that accomplished? Well, I actually started learning violin when I started writing the book, so I could understand music, and so I could understand um, how playing an instrument um, affected someone. So I have always wanted to learn violin and it's something that I hadn't done. Uh, I am an empty nester. I've, I've got two grown children. And, uh, when I started writing, I just needed to explore, you know, how, how an instrument works. So I started playing and I went to a local music school and got enrolled and, and I'm in the class and, the people before and after me are little kids, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't sound like a dead cat anymore. And, uh, I've, I really enjoy playing and I haven't, uh, I haven't quite got the vibrato yet, but I, I you know, I, I play okay for a beginner. <laughs> so. That's, that's fascinating though, that you went and, and took up an instrument so that you could better understand how to make, you know, the, the, the magic system be more authentic in your book. I, I, I applaud that kind of, um, commitment to authenticity in your writing. Um, you know, that's, I, I think that's wonderful. 
Thank you. I also studied Welsh. <laughs> so. Oh, that, there, there's another. I mean, boy, violin and Welsh, you, you picked the two easiest things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I joined Say Something in Welsh and studied that for a couple years, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, my family, part of my family at least comes from Wales and with the name like Davis. Um, and so I've, you know, I've always, I love listening to Welsh language, even though I can't understand any of it, but it's just such a melodic and, and song-like language itself. Yes. Yes, it is. And, um, it's, it's the root, I think, of, um, some of Tolkien and, and, uh, Lewis's, uh, languages and the things that they studied. So I, I just wanted to learn it. So, yeah. Now, that's, that, now is that something you did, uh, you know, via an online resource or is there somebody locally there that's, that's teaching Welsh to people of interest? Uh, no, I found a website called say something in com, which is wonderful, um, because you go in and the lessons are all recorded and you just listen and then you repeat what they say and, and learn it all, you know, the way that someone learns to speak English when they're a little kid, you know, you learn basically by listening and by mimicking and you don't worry about the spelling, which is really good with Welsh because Welsh spelling is nothing like what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, T H is wise and a couple of W's in a row and, and you've got a Welsh word. So yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's great. Um, I'm curious th- um, about, um, what your plans are as you, you kind of working on book two right now, how many books do you look at in this series total? If this book goes the way I want it to, which right now I'm not sure it is, but, but I'm working on it. Um, then there will be eight books, I believe. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and one of those will be a prequel. So there might be a couple more after that, actually. I'm not sure how the prequel will work, if it's just going to be one book or if it'll be more than one. But but yes, so I, I want to get through this series and then go back to the, the backstory and write it out when I'm finished. So, yeah. And I just um, would, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that your book um, actually won an award. Um, as the uh, Indie Today's Indies Today Best Fantasy 2019, which is quite an honor. Um, I'm sure you were you were um, maybe I don't know. Were you surprised that you received that award, or was that something you were hoping to to get all along? I had no idea. <laughs> I, I I entered the contest on a whim, and uh, after my book was reviewed by Indies Today, it got a good review, and um, they kind of encouraged me to enter, and I did, <laughs> and they gave me the award. So it was it was very, very exciting for me, yeah. Oh, it sounds like it. Uh, you know, I, I, I've been nominated for a few things and, and have just been honored to be considered, so uh, to actually win something like that is, is pretty awesome. Um, so, uh, you know, I urge people to check this out. Um, Sorrowfish is 
book one in the call of the Lorica. And um, I, I wonder, uh, is, is there a place where people can find you and, and interact with you online since we're not actually meeting up at book fairs and things right now? Oh, sure. My, my blog, um, which is kind of like a journal, <laughs> so um, is ancmiles.com. And you can also go to sorrowfish.com to see a, the book um, and learn more about it. I've got uh, the cast and I've got games that people can play. I've got uh, a lexicon, which you will need. <laughs> and um, hmm. I don't know that one. Oh, Alexa, just talk hmm. to me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's the best place to, to find me online. I'm also on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash Lorca author. So those are the best places to find me. Fantastic. Well, you know, and it, it's been a, a pleasure chatting with you. Um, I, I hope people take the time to check out Sorrowfish. Um, it it's, looks like a great book and it'll give them something to do and, and be ready for um, book two when you're ready to put that out. And um, we'll all, I'm sure, be waiting for that to come soon, sooner as possible, soon as possible. But uh, I know as an author, that's not always as quick as the readers would like, but um, probably well worth waiting for. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And that's going to wrap up this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. Make sure you catch up with us for a whole lot more from the whole fantasy and sci-fi focused community. Of course, you'll find that group over on Facebook as well as over at the website fantasy-focus.com. Leave a comment on the episode over there on the website. And let me know what's on your mind. And don't forget, you can also use the links there below the audio player on each episode page to subscribe to the show using your favorite mobile app for iOS, Android. You can even subscribe by email if you want. But make sure you do that, folks, because you don't want to miss any of our upcoming episodes. We have some pretty awesome authors already scheduled, and the next episode will be featuring author Brand J. Alexander. So come back and join us for that. That's it for this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jamie Davis, author of Fun Fantasy Reads. Don't forget to follow me and join the group over on Facebook, Jamie's Fun Fantasy Readers. And, of course, you can always check out what I'm doing at my website, jamiedavisbooks.com. Whatever you do, though, subscribe. Come back here for the next podcast. And in the meantime, folks, don't forget, keep your eyes open out there because there's magic all around you.